What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 34 of the Blue River Bowhunting Podcast. Uh, I have a really unique guest on with me this week, uh, Josh Clover. Did I get that right? Got it. Got it. I- I'm not the smartest cookie, okay? I'm just I'm just a redneck who likes either. to shoot bows. So. <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit a uh, little bit about yourself, man. Well, I'm 41 years old. I live in uh, Magnolia, Arkansas. That's Columbia County, southwest corner of the state. Married, uh, I think, 22 years next week. So, got two boys. My wife, she's his teacher. Uh, my oldest one's in college playing baseball, studying to be a doctor. He takes the nice. MCAT here uh, in the July, so we'll see. Uh, my youngest boy, he's seventh grade, and... You know, I was in the military, uh, reserves most of the time for 15 years, got out. You know, I've got a civilian job working in the aluminum industry and sales and just kind of got a little too much going to work, traveling four or five days a week and then going to drill on the weekend and then unpacking that bag to go back on the road. So I got out, uh, spent about a year in Iraq back in 2003, 2004. I was in Fallujah. Uh, disarming well i wouldn't disarm and i was we were quick reaction force for the eod going around and uh capturing weapons caches and uh taking out ieds and, you know so you know, i pretty good to, pretty good time. i know i speak for everybody but thank you for your service yeah thank you that's awesome man uh speaking about your or, uh talking about your kids a little bit are they into uh, hunting with you too my youngest one is yeah i got him his first bow this year i got him an elite basin you know kind of ready to shoot bow and every time i go to looking for him he's outside shooting these targets i got at the range over here that's know? awesome man at least yeah. he's into it that's cool yeah but he he doesn't like to sit still he likes to duck hunt but then i got him a bow and he likes to shoot it in the backyard but he says he wants to kill a deer we'll see i don't know if he'll be able to uh, sit still that long or not <laughs> seems like a lot of the uh younger generations flock into uh to the waterfowl game um which i don't blame them um you know you don't have to sit sit and quiet you're you know bullshitting with your buddies most of the time and yeah. all that i mean it's and, and being in arkansas are you kidding me you guys got um, i mean just some of the best duck hunting in the entire country well i'm yeah it's probably two and a half hours from us but we've still got a couple beaver ponds uh we had water this year where there wasn't a lot so we ended up with some mallards i'd take him out there before school every morning and i'd drop him off of the duck hole go sit in my truck and work for 30 minutes he'd shoot and i'd go pick him up and take him to school but he killed quite a few mallards killed his first banded wood duck this year oh i'm jealous yeah. i'm jealous killed that <laughs> when i was deer hunting he texted me pictures you know look what i got that's pretty cool that is pretty cool. Well, how, you know, he got, you got him into, into hunting. How did you get started in the outdoors? Well, I, my grandparents had some land there, uh, right around hot springs, Arkansas and had a shotgun and a 22 and a bunch of hardwoods. And I'd leave the house, go out, shoot a couple squirrels, bring them back. My grandmother would clean them for me, showed me how to clean them, uh, go back out and kill some more and, uh, had a fishing pond there. She, taught me how to clean a catfish and so you know it kind of went from there and then you get a little older and you got buddies and you start going around they got places and next thing you know you're deer hunting a little more and um you know just about like any typical arkansan down here <laughs> that's awesome yeah them um squirrel i mean obviously there's people that still do it but that was a big thing back then you know uh almost like a delicacy like they throw it in up i don't know how you're grandmother did it but my great grandma she threw it in pot with the you know carrots and potatoes and made a gravy and you just get in there and pull you some off of it yeah good stuff oh this squirrel hunting around here is it's pretty big i mean really i've got a squirrel dog myself i got one i'm training right now and i got a lab for my son to duck hunt but yeah i've got a nine-year-old maybe nine this year mountain curve uh, mill yeah so he'll squirrel hunt coon hunt and we go after deer season, we're not hog hunting. We'll go squirrel hunting. You know, make a round for the afternoon. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, talk, uh, talk about hunting can or uh, Kansas. You got me saying Kansas now, Arkansas, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> uh, talk about hunting uh, Arkansas. You know, the train that you're hunting. When I think of Arkansas, I go right to what I was just talking about: flooded timber, duck holes everywhere. You know, boats lined up at three o'clock in the morning going uh, duck hunting, but. You're kind of opposite. You're you're hunting them uh, them big whitetail down there. Yeah, so that's 
Exactly. That's well, I'm not saying I'm hunting big whitetail. We've got some around, you know, there's usually one or two and everybody in the neighborhood's chasing them. But yeah, that duck hunting is, you know, well, you've got Felsenthal there just east of us a little over an hour, but you've got uh, uh, Stuttgart and all that. You got mm. Bayou Mita, those guys. That's totally, you know, we're, we're southwest corner. We're only about 20 miles north of the uh, Louisiana line. But around here, you've got some rolling hills, uh, pine timber. You're lucky enough to be able to get in the bottom, you know. But, um, you know, it's a lot of leased land in South Arkansas. Um, there's some private land. I've got some private land as well. But we, I think the hunting camp next to me and ours, we've probably got about 1,700 acres or so that we hunt. You know, we hunt pigs, white, I mean, whitetail, squirrels, coons, bobcats, you know, whatever. But, uh, and then you get your little wood duck holes and get the occasional mallards come in. Last year was pretty good for that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of bow hunting. Um, you know, I've done a lot of rifle hunting myself and really just, want to stick with the bow this year kind of made a pact to myself to maybe put down the rifle we'll see you know i don't know yeah uh sitting on the deer stand and everybody's popping off muzzleloader gun season and i'm sitting there holding my bow i don't know if i can handle it but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see <laughs> what about public land opportunities down in arkansas for for deer hunting uh you felsenthal you can deer hunt i think you got to kill a doe first and then you can kill a buck, so not you know a lot of people aren't going to do that. Um, you've got Falcon Bottoms, which is about 20 miles west of here. You've got Poison Springs. Now, if you get up into central Arkansas and to northwest Arkansas, you've got the Washtenaw National Forest and uh, the Ozark National Forest. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of acres up there. And I've got a couple buddies that hunt that. But, um, you know, I think it can get kind of crowded. But, again, depending on how far you want to walk and get away from everybody, but there's some big deer up there. Well, that's, that was my next question. Is the, the public land in Arkansas, is it pretty crowded? A lot of people hitting it? Oh, the stuff around here is because there's just pockets of it, you know. But you get up in those big national forests, and uh, I think you can spread out, you know. But, again, yeah. you gotta you got to walk. I've, about four, three or four years in a row, I went over to the White River Refuge, you know, when a buddy of mine from, from central Arkansas and a couple of his buddies, and he killed a pretty good one a nice eight point there bow is boat you know bow only up there first time i ever ran into a black bear in the woods was oh, was over there um <laughs> he looked at me i looked at him we we're about 40 yards apart and he just walked away and i kind of walked away that was about it <laughs> do you have like an open season for the bears down there there is a matter of fact i think we had zone one and two and maybe a three but they just released where i live at a zone four and it'll be a quota permit this year so you'll call in in the morning, I believe is how it works. And uh, if they hadn't hit the quota, then you can go hunt and you report in if you killed a bear. But the quota is like 25. Oh, wow. So we don't we don't have a lot of black bears in South Arkansas, but uh, we're getting more and more. Uh, actually, one was killed right by my wife's deer stand on the highway up here uh, two years ago. Got ran over by a car. And wow. you get guys that get them on camera, you know, pretty regular. But they're not just spread out everywhere, you know. Yeah, just pockets of really them. An issue. Yeah. I've always wanted to to try out bear hunting. That's always something that's probably pretty high on my bucket list, really. I'd say within the next five years or so, I'm probably going to try it somewhere. Uh, I, I looked it up a little bit in, like, the Virginia area, not that far from me, you know, maybe an eight- or nine-hour drive or something. But uh, killing a black bear with my bow just sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never went bear hunting, you know, I mean. Just been deer and killed a lot of pigs around here. They're probably about as hard to kill as a bear, I'd imagine. But not any black bear. I mean, I've only seen one in the wild. Well, I was in Louisiana. My buddy had some over there. But in Arkansas, I've seen one in the wild. Yeah. And that's it. So you talked about you the private land that you're on. Uh, you said about 1,700 acres. Yeah, I mean, we've got 1,100 or so. And then I watch a camp for a, another group out of northwest arkansas i usually hunt it after january when they're all you know they're gone and then i own a little bit of land but yeah we've got about 1700 you know it's timberland timber companies come in and cut it so you never kind of know you know what it's going to look like from year to year as a matter of fact they just got done logging some of that uh, that adjacent camp to ours uh, this week i think they cut probably 250 300 acres out of the 600 that they had how is uh, trying to get private land in Arkansas? Is it is it an, an easier thing to go door to door, or are people not as friendly when it comes to that? 
No, it's not as easy as it was when we like when we went to Kansas turkey hunting. I mean, you've got all these farms and everything around here. I mean, you've got quite a few hunters in the woods, and uh, you know everybody kind of protects their property when it comes to whitetails. It's posted. I mean, but, you know, you can get some permission. You know, it's not impossible to do, but you yeah. know, not like I've seen it in other states where you just kind of show a mask and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, sometimes it works out like that. Sometimes you got people that's already hunting it or they just don't like that sort of thing. But I didn't know if you had like a, a trick up your sleeve on how you pull it off. Or... Man, if I out, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I always mess with a good buddy of mine that um, I hunt with a little bit. But uh, I always say, like you, go put your uh, go put your uh, outfit on. Go put your uniform on. I'll walk up here with this door <laughs> with me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll let you since you're, you know, fighting for our country. They got to let you get on there and shoot something. Yeah. <laughs> I've never tried that, but it might work. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk some, uh, some gear. Uh, what kind of, what kind of bow are you slinging these days? I got a Matthews V3. I got it last November. Been shooting it about every day. I set up a range next to the house. Um, I've got the new Hamsky Epsilon rest. I just put it on. Pretty pleased with it. It come center shot was set. I don't think I've really even messed with it. Um, it's pretty solid. You know, I had a, a QAD before that. Nothing wrong with it. It just I think that Hamsky was a little more reliable, uh, a little more solid. Um, as far as releases go, I've got a few, but I, I like to shoot that Spot Hog Wise guy with mm-hmm. the Boa system on it. You know, yeah. you don't have to fumble around with a, be- uh, a buckle or anything like that. Um, as far as like arrows, I got some, uh, victory arrows. I've got some Easton axes, but I really like those victory, uh, TKOs. They're pretty nice. I shot those axes for a few years. Those are some good arrows, some reliable arrows. Oh, I think I'm going to hunt with those. And I think these victories I'm going to shoot 3d with, you know, I just kind of started doing that 3d deal this year. I shot the uh, R100 in Conway, Arkansas this year. It was pretty cool. So you're shooting some competition? I mean, like 3D shoots? It's, yeah, it's, you know, you keep More your for own fun. score with your buddies and turn it in for what it's worth. It's kind of, you know, not any kind of money shoots or anything. But I think it's pretty good practice, though. For Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, you think about in Arkansas, our deer season starts second or third week of September, runs through the end of, uh, runs through the end of February. So, you know got a visitor walking in here My that's a that's a uh, um, that's a long season to, to be able to you know give you give yourself the odds and legs up you know trying to get it done yeah well like i said i got my son that bow and we've been going and shooting some of these little local 3d deals and uh went to conway and had a blast we shot the uh the safari uh range you know it's got the big dinosaurs and the yeah, elephants cool. and all that kind of stuff so it was pretty cool yeah, that's pretty another cool. gear. I mean, um, you know, broadheads. I, I do have some muzzy three blade. Um, thinking about switching over to some of those B threes or some iron wheels this year. Um, it's hard to be a, a muzzy. I mean, muzzy is just so it's so reliable in my book. I mean, I shot them for eighteen years before I decided to you know try something different out, which just happened to work out in my advantage, I really like what I switched to. I switched to the, uh, um, blood sport nightfalls. It's a hybrid, uh, expandable yeah. slash, uh, fixed blade. And, uh, man, I, man, it leaves an absolute trail. I mean, a blind person can find a deer after shooting something with it. It's like really? a grenade went off in his chest, man. It's pretty wild. Y'all have to check those out. I'm, you know, the, the B3s, I don't know if you're familiar with those. Got mm-hmm. the, three, the three blade. I mean, I've looked at those, but I've shot like some Rage and some Chinese Rage and <laughs> some Muzzies, you know, and I've had a couple deer. I just kept going back to the fixed blade because, you know, I had, hadn't had many issues with them. And then, you know, these big thick-skinned hogs around here, if you don't hit them just right with that mechanical broadhead, you know, the thing's sticking out of their shoulder and really didn't go anywhere. So Right. What about Maybe, uh, what about um, um, stands? What kind of stands are you rolling with? You doing like a, a fixed stand situation or climber? Or what you got going? Yeah, I've got climbers, uh, climbing sticks, lock-ons. Um, actually, I was cleaning up deer stands this weekend, just trying to stay ahead of the game. Some tower stands, you know, for the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I can actually shoot my bow out of these tower stands too. These big enough <laughs> openings, so um, 
yeah, I mean, you know, we're not saddle hunting or anything like that around here. You know, I'm sure those public land guys got a, you know, use for that. But, you know, summit lock on, um, you got your summit uh, climbing stands or, or your uh, millennium uh, lock ons and climbing stands, just that, that type of stuff. So. Yeah. I'm going to try the, the saddle thing this year. I, I've been uh, playing around with one in, in the yard a little bit, testing, testing yeah. the waters. Uh, haven't got the climbing sticks out yet first or yet. I'm just kind of got it set right off the, you know, off the ground, just right. getting used to it, you know, but, uh, I'm just going to gradually, you know, push myself to each day, do different stuff, you know, and then get higher and then start shooting from, you know, shooting from up there. And there's I, I want to be mobile. Yeah. There is a lot to people mean, don't realize there's a lot of shit that goes on with one of those things. You get in there. I mean, I've watched some videos on, and, you know, just trying to make your shots, depending on where the deer is going to come from, the different things you've got to do and be aware of where your tether line's at so you can turn this way or that way. I mean, there's a lot to it. I will give it um, the benefit of the doubt. Um, when, I fir- when I first had it in my mind, I'm thinking, man, it's, when I get up there, I'm going to almost have to be premeditated on where, t- where I set up in the tree so I can shoot certain directions. Right. Dude, I think you can shoot damn near every which direction from these things. It's wild. I mean, I could probably literally shoot straight behind me. Just make yeah. a twist and lean a little bit. Easy, man. Uh, but I, I see well, what you're I've saying. Seen where it's behind you is you take your tether and you turn around and face away from the tree and you pull your tether over. I think you put it under your arm or something. Anyway, I think you lean on the tether and and you're kind of leaning away from the tree. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm not a pro. I've never even been in one, but you know i know there's a lot of thought that goes into it definitely but the thought of it being so mobile is i think going to be huge for me because most of the places i'm setting up i have preset stands we do a lot of filming so we have two uh lock-ons already in the tree and we're already using climbing sticks a little bit of a different climbing stick uh compared to what i'm going to run on the saddle but uh you know how many times have you been in a stand and you, you know you sat there maybe four days in a row or something and you're like, man, I just keep seeing them run this one ridge down off this bottom here, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, let's move there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just A lot of people, I think, get in a habit of sitting in the same place all the time. And then, obviously, the you know, them, them deer are going to figure you out where you're walking in, what trails you're using, you know, and not just the, the wind factor, too, you know, knowing where you're at. I mean, they're not stupid, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're fortunate. We got quite a few spots, and you can play the wind. And I try to bow hunt about every day. You know, if I can go before work, and then you know, or after work for three or four hours, especially if I got a big buck that I'm or, or a buck that I'm after. It may not be big, but it's the one I kind of picked out. That's kind of about where I'm at in my life. Is you know, you run all your trail cameras, and you find that one, and then you hunt it, and you know, just kind of make it personal, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I understand completely. But uh, let's let's dive into that a little bit. How many trail cams you got, and what kind of trail cams are you using? Um, I probably got eight or ten. <laughs> uh, running the Browning Strike Force, pretty good, reliable camera, compact. I think it takes six batteries. They'll last about all year long, unless you got a bunch of hogs coming in there every night. But <laughs> really? uh, those are pretty good. And then I picked up, I think, three or four of these Bigfoot game cams. Uh, the guys, they're out of Colorado, <laughs> I believe. And they're pretty good. They're pretty affordable to run. Um, cell service. Uh, they only had one plan at the time. I think it was like AT&T. But they worked for me. You don't need a lot of service to send a picture. Right. And um, the batteries are okay. They'll last maybe a couple weeks if you don't you know, have a lot of coons and stuff coming there every night and setting it off. But, yeah. Decent picture. I mean, you're not going to frame it or anything, but it works. Yeah, we got... <clears throat> We we kind of got a mixed bag. Uh, I I run a lot of like uh, wild game innovations, you know, cheaper fifty sixty dollar yeah. non cell cam. Then I run a couple spy points. Uh, now the neighbor he's got the uh, Tacticam reveals. I think he's got two or three of those. And <laughs> you should see us go out in the. He'll laugh if he was here. I he knew I'd be making fun of him, but he's just got like such a mixed bag of of trail cameras and you don't he doesn't even remember where he put half of them you know it's like we go to hunt a spot one day oh i forgot to put a trail oh, cam out I, was spraying, I was spraying a high line yesterday what was yesterday monday yeah i was spraying a high line yesterday going through i look up and i got a trail cam hanging right there on the side of the tree totally forgot i had it 
<laughs> then I had a trail cam I found earlier this year. It was one of my cell cams, and I knew I was missing one of them. And riding around one day, looked over, and there was a cell cam. It had been there like two years. Hang on side of the tree. <laughs> totally forgot where it was at. I need to get my cell cams out and ready. And uh, up mine, I think the spy points, I have to update them pretty much uh pretty much once a year i think with the the software and malware and all that on those cameras yeah but, so do you put together like a shooter list during the summer and early fall uh usually it's in the early fall yeah i'll have a couple spots and i've got this one spot i started leasing last year i mean it had probably four or five good bucks i mean a lot more than i'm used to having at my other spots and I picked one out, big nine point. I think he was like 20 inches wide. Um, he was coming in, you know, that early season, kind of you got feed out and everything, and I had a couple other bucks coming in. A lot of the acres started dropping. It's about 33 acres of pin oaks next to a creek, and then there's uh, pine plantations around it. So, I mean, they're coming in there every afternoon in the morning. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hunted that deer for – I think it was a month straight. Might have been six weeks straight. Like I said, if I could get away in the morning, in the afternoon, you know. And uh, I had him at 35 yards. And I've got a video. I think I posted it on my TikTok. You can check it out. Had him at 35 yards. Uh, it was a little later. And some of the, the leaves and everything had fallen. And I, I had more cover in the beginning of the year. But the wind the, the wind was right and everything. And I was sitting in my stand, lock on. And I just moved my head about like that. I think he's seen the brim of my hat and I heard him kind of stomp a little bit. He didn't spook. He just kind of went broadside, had him at 35 yards. And I was hunting with my old Bowtech then. That was before I got my Matthews. And I said, yeah, he's going to circle around to this corn. I got over there at 25 yards broadside. He starts circling around, gets right. I can feel the wind hit the back of my, my oh, neck man. just a little bit. And he's quartering. I'm almost standing straight, you know, towards me. And he looks up, and then he just kind of turned real quick to the right and walked off. I mean, he didn't spook or anything, but, but he didn't I probably like the should have shot him at 35, but I didn't. And anyway, the guy next door, an older gentleman, I think the second day of opener gun season, he was like the sixth legal buck he's seen. Way back there, he shot him and killed him. So. But yeah, mm-hmm. I hunted that thing for, it was five, six weeks, you know. So is there a, a, a when you're making these lists and stuff? Are you are you going off of, of, of certain deer? Are you just trying to shoot mature deer, or just like whatever gives you the best opportunity on something you want to take? Well, I mean, mature deer we're trying to go after. I mean, Arkansas, 120 inch deer that's three and a half, four years old. That's a pretty good buck, you know. Um, but you know, I don't know what that would have scored. He was older. I think he aged. He was over six years old. And, uh, but yeah, I kind of, you know, a bigger buck if I can, you know, and then I think that one, that was my number one, my number two, my 13 year old shot it during youth season, uh, about 40 yards away, hit him good, ran, had blood. I don't know what happened. He might've been quartering a little towards us. We never found that deer. I, I don't know where that deer went. And then I had another buddy of mine come down hog hunting. There was deer hunting, and I told him, you know, where some hogs were at, and I had another eight point over there, and hogs didn't show up. Eight point showed up, so it shot him. So, you know, my top nice. three ended up all getting shot. So, but there'll be three more this year. Oh yeah, I- absolutely. That's a the funny thing about it. You have years like that. I can remember a couple years ago, uh, two of my three bucks on my hit list got killed in the same day, which was a heartbreaker. And then last year. Um, None of them. Nope. Nobody on any of the properties that bordered me or anything, nobody shot any of the deer that I was after. You know what I mean? So all those deer that I was after there's for the most part, unless they got hit by a car or something, uh, right. or EHD or something or coyotes or whatever, but most of them should be back. And, uh, there's a big eight pointer, um, on the main farm that I'm hunting. Uh, if he, if he's back, I'm going to lose a lot of sleep this fall. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean about losing sleep. I mean, it's especially cell cams now. You know, yeah. you can see I had a they this deer showed up for two years. It was behind my house. I got an oak tree back here. I was feeding deer, and when it was shot, it was between it was between 160 and 170 inch deer in South Arkansas. I mean, this thing had like 
13 points on it the first year. And it just showed up. I mean, a 13-pointer just shows up, you know. And they aged him, and it was really old. But then he was like a 15, 14 or 15 point the next year. But I put that cell camera out, and I lost a lot of sleep. I mean, I had to think 60 yards off my back porch. Everybody I talked to said I was an idiot if I didn't shoot it at night. I never shot it at night. Uh, I actually had the ATN 4K Pro, you know, IR. I put <laughs> right. it on him off my back porch. Like, man, you should have shot me. I'm not going to do that. No. And um, so he made it the first year, come back, and he was smart. I only seen him one time in the daylight. He four does. I got 20 acres of pasture behind my house, and uh, four does come out, and I knew they were look, you know, looking kind of skittish. And had my 300 wind mag sitting back there at the back door, and kind of working during the day because I work at home a lot. And looked down at the creek, and he stuck his head up out of the creek. And I said, "All right, here it goes. He's going to come out here after these does." And I kind of got on him, and then I think a log truck come down the road or something, making a bunch of noise. And I don't know if the does spooked because of that, or you know, the does ended up you know trying to run away from him, but they ran off back to the east and he never come out of that creek. He just went straight back to where he come from. He never yeah. come out in the field and chased him. And then he got killed. I think it was that same year, but mile down the high line over here, some guy shot him chasing the doe. Guy was from Illinois. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he'd been hunting down here for like 20 years. He was in a camp. So it, you know, it's cool. I'm, you know, I'm happy for the guy. Yeah. 170 inch deer in South Arkansas. Yeah, that's uh that's Our a monster. Our county records like 174 5 inches. Wow. Yeah. I think the county record for where I'm sitting right now as we speak was killed by a guy named Randy Spence and I want to say it scored 210. God. And that's really? a typical a typical 210. 210. I mean, they're killing absolute giants in Indiana right now. Indiana gets so overlooked. I mean, the number two deer of all time was killed in Indiana 30 minutes south of my house this past year. Gee, we didn't swap out some pig hunting or something. Hey, I, I, hey it's worked out. I, I, I would be more than happy to swap out some hunts. I just swapped a hunt with uh, Mid-State Outdoors. I went up there in Michigan, killed a, my biggest turkey I've ever killed. Uh, yeah. That video will be on YouTube here soon. But uh, he's gonna, I'm going to have Zach Sloan up from uh, or down from or what? Yeah, up from Michigan, uh, coming down to Indiana. But uh, he's going to get on some of these big Indiana deer. So I'm open for swapping hunts any day of the week. But I'll send you, I think I sent you a couple pictures of those pigs we've got. Those are big pigs. Yeah, get you down here. I got a good buddy of mine, my father-in-law, and another buddy down. I mean, dogs. Um, you know, bay dogs, bulldogs, catch dogs. Come in here and stab one with a knife, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I just want to shoot one with my bow. <laughs> a bow hunt them. Yeah, I'll bait up. A, got a couple spots. We'll get them baited up. But That'd be cool, yeah, I just man. bought – my buddy was trying to get me to go to Iowa in a few years. It's like, hey, man, you get on here and you buy these preference points. Yes, so I sir. I just bought mine for the first time. I bought mine today. Oh, yes. I, so I, is there a certain zone you're looking at or – No idea. Because so the guy that I kind of plan this with is from Wisconsin. He wants to go, and uh, he's already contacted like uh, people to to do this. The first year that me and you, because you just bought yours, the first year that we're going to be able to to draw for Iowa is 2028. That's our first. That'd be the first year we'd be able to hunt it. Really? Yes. Yeah, so it, it that's a long time off. So you have a long time to kind of throw it together, but. Uh, I'd be down to chase some whitetails with you in Iowa, man. I'm I'm game yeah. for sure. Yeah, we've got a, an old army buddy of mine. He said, "Yeah, just get on here and buy these points. They're like sixty bucks or something like that." I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. I'm <laughs> on there. I'm buying something. I'm not even getting anything. I've got this thing that says I've got a. I don't even know what it is. It's a preference I point. Researched it. I did see the little <laughs> grid that said, you know, based off one through seven preference points, this was the quota. This is what was drawn. And this is how many folks it, got it's it. taken about uh, five years right now to do it. And that's, and so when on your fifth year, you'll have enough points to draw and you basically have to buy your tag, uh, like in the summer, like we did our, our points before yeah. June 1st or whatever. And, and there's still a, a it chance is June that you, 1st, do, right? Yeah, June 1st is the cutoff date. So, cause today's May 31st. Right. I had it in my head. I was like, I got to buy 
Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. That, I'm, that's perfect. I, I've, I've been I've been looking for people to to do this with. You know, uh, you're talking about uh, bow hunting in Iowa. That's uh, that's the big leagues, in my opinion. Oh yeah, that, I got a buddy of mine that comes down here. Uh, the older guy, he's like in his seventies. He hog hunts and stuff, and he lives in Iowa, and they've got some land up there. But I think in Iowa, you got one deer tag per landowner or something like that. I have it. no idea on the uh, on the resident anyway. It's not you don't. I don't think. You, I mean, Arkansas, you can kill. I don't know four or five five deer or something like that. But up there, I think it may be one. Dang. You know. Um, talk. I, I want to hear the story about this big deer. The the one the one you shot and it's got the picture. Of you at the Arkansas uh, Deer Expo oh. or whatever that is. I want to hear the story on this big boy. I mean kind of lucky i guess i mean if you call sitting in the woods all the time lucky but um, i was at my grandparents kind of where i started you know hunting uh and went down to the barn or i can remember it was a it was a harvest moon big full moon coming up and i was sitting down there in the in the pasture and wasn't seeing anything i think it was about 9 30 or so so you know what i'm going to get out of the barn and they've got a big ridge that goes all the way around their house uh, big for arkansas anyway so I get out of the barn, slip up, uh, had a 223 or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, slipped up the ridge, kind of went around it. My grandpa's deer stand was sitting over there, this death trap of a deer stand he's got over there, <laughs> and uh, got up there, sat down, I mean, not a whole lot of story to it, watching a couple squirrels run around a pine tree, and look up, and there's this mainframe 10, it was a 12-point, uh, looking right at me. And so he kind of turned broadside and I shot him and he ran literally from where he was standing to like 40 yards from my grandparents' house, like almost like laid down in their yard. <laughs> and so awesome. I, I just had got a cell phone. I mean, this is how long ago that was. I called my wife. She was in there. I said, Hey, help me come out here and drag this doe out, you know, the woods. <laughs> and she's like, where are you at? I said, just come outside. And she just walks out the door. I'm like, Hey, over here. <laughs> you know, and she comes over there and she couldn't believe it. And, uh, anyway, it ended up scoring, I think it grossed, I mean, one fifties, one fifty six or something. And, uh, netted like one forty six. We had some mainframe 10, ended up being like a 12 point and it's a uh, nice wide, 20, 22 inch main beam. Good for Arkansas. I mean, yeah. but, you know, that's the biggest deer I ever killed. And, uh, but that was really it. I mean, it happened, you know, a lot of these hunts, I've got some deer behind me and everything. And I go back and you kind of remember where you killed every one of them. And, you know, a lot of them, I didn't wait that long. A lot of them, you just happened to be there and it happened so quick. You know, there's a couple of them I sat there for four or five hours a day, whatever it was. But a lot of them just happened, you know, early in the morning or, you know, just happened pretty quick. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Have you ever thought about um, like jur- journaling your hunts? kind of putting everything i journal all my squirrel hunts because i my dog and you know that kind of thing but yeah um no i mean i've got one of those leather bound journals you know you open it up it's got i'm telling you it's a it's a game changer i've killed on the same day two years in a row same day and it's just a cool the stuff you write down and you can go back and say you know say today was October 15th. So I scroll back to previous years, October 15th, what I saw, you know, the, the weather, everything. It's like, well, I saw deer in the, the, the back pasture this evening. It's like, hell, I'm going to go hunt the back pasture tonight. You know, just, you know, just stuff like that. I think it's cool to go back and, and look at and see where you've had success, where you could see, you know, the, the, the pre rut really kick in and then actual rut with the lockdown and all that kind of stuff. And you can just kind of see how, how it plays out year by year by what you write down. Well, all you got to do is go to Facebook and go to memories. I'm sure it'll be on. (laughs) I'm not a Facebook guy, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. No, I mean, you get on there and you can kind of see when you've killed some deer. But no, that guy I was telling you, the, the older gentleman that killed the nine point this year, and he's like 19, 20 inches wide, that one I was chasing for that month, he was telling me like this day in December or January was the day. A couple other guys, this is the day, you know. And yeah, I don't know if it's moon phase, weather, just luck that it happened twice. Or I what, know. But you- there are quite a few people that definitely go by that method of, Oh, definitely. And you, you, I watched a lot of, uh, 
a lot of hunting on YouTube and stuff, and you see those guys from Team 200, and they play that Blood Moon, or I think that's what it's called, Red Moon, Blood Moon, whatever. But uh, they they believe by some of those moon phases and stuff, which I believe some of it probably Is that the takes one that a part. You the little disc, or disc? Whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, my uh, neighbor was telling me about that thing. I said, man, I don't know. That looks like one of those little deals you, when you was a kid. Yeah. You know, you could hold it up and <laughs> yeah, change the picture. <laughs> yeah, they got it down to like an exact time. Like, hey, 1035, uh, December 21st, uh, you better be in the stand, big bucks running, which, hell, hell, it might work out for some. I mean, obviously it does. They kill giant deer. Something's going right for them, but um, it's not something I really Arkansas, do. It's always just the weather, the heat, and the, you know – I can, I can tell you this year, those guys that come out of Jonesboro to camp, you know, the camp next to us, every time they came down, it was hot. And I mean, you're talking about mid-80s, hot. Woo. Woo. And I'm, I, would, I would text them, try to let them know, you know, kind of what was going on. Because, I mean, I live five miles from this place we hunt at, and everything would be good. But it was crazy. They would come down on a Friday night. It would get hot Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and it would rain. They would leave, and then it would be cool from Wednesday through, you know, Friday. Like Thursday or Friday. Every time they left, it got cold. That's and awesome. I, man, I don't know what to tell you. They come down for two weeks one time, and it stayed hot. I said, I'll just go back up there. I need some cooler weather. <laughs> right. I don't. I mean, that's probably a, a big adjustment for somebody like myself uh, that would come down to Arkansas would be that. Uh, I've never really had to hunt in heat. Uh, this year is probably going to be my, my first go at it. I'm going with some guys to uh, Kentucky velvet hunting for, for whitetails. Yep. And they say, I mean, you could, most of them, I mean, literally get up to the stand and have like some kind of like basketball short things. They like pull their camos into shorts and they're hunting in Crocs and everything else. This I've got Crocs on now. Which I wear <laughs> them all the time. But I've got a deer behind me over here. I was in the deer. I was in a pair of basketball shorts. I think I was in the stand and had taken my shirt off, or in the deer blind, took my shirt off. I probably had Crocs on, and, I mean, early season bow hunting. But these guys were coming down during rifle season. We're talking about, like, November. Wow. And we were getting these heat waves. But, yeah, you better have your basketball shorts, Crocs, tank top, thermocell, <laughs> yeah. um, maybe a, a fan or something. I don't know. It gets pretty warm down here. I bet. Well, let's, uh, let's dive into, I want to go through some scenarios with you. Uh, early season, what exactly are you doing in the early season to get on some of these deer? I'm running my game cameras, different places, um, looking for acorns, you know, next to some hardwoods. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, if you can find, I mean, and then they're patterning pretty well too, right? I mean, they're showing up when there's, you know, within 30 minutes every day of when they are, you know, showed up the day before, um, just acres. I mean, around here, you know, we got a lot of pine trees. Um, you know, we've got some fields, you can hunt the edges of fields, but basically the food source and I get, you know, fattening up for the rut. And, um, you know, you may have a spot like a little 33 acres. I, you know, I started leasing last year. There might've been four or five nice bucks in there, a couple of does. As soon as those acorns are gone and the rut hits, they're nowhere to be found. I mean, I hunted it after that. Might as well not even have went out there. <laughs> right. When's it? When does? When does it? That early season creep in? Creep into the rut. When's your? When does your full on full swing rut hit? Man, I don't know. I mean, <coughs> I'm not a professional at any of it. Um, that I'm. I don't journal my hunts. I probably should. And I don't know, we've got October, about whenever youth season hits, which is usually, I think we've got either muzzleloader youth season, then gun season, or, or we've got youth season, muzzleloader, then gun season. Um, I don't know, probably first week of November to second week of November. I think our gun season opens up in the middle of November, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's how uh, ours is too. Yeah, and then it's totally different Then it's, but we can get into that too. But yeah, it's totally different hunting, you know. Yeah, well, let's it's, talk about it. What exactly are you doing during the rut? You trying to get in between, um, you know, foods and beds or transition areas? What are you doing? I mean, mobile ground blind. My truck, I guess. I mean, with all these <laughs> clip cuts around here, I don't. I mean, you know, just being in the, it, you got to be pretty lucky. I mean, you got to be lucky. And you got to sit there a long time. Um, it's not like hunting that corn feeder, little acorns, a couple white oak trees out there. I mean, you just got to be there at the right time. 
hunting in the rain. You know, I know some people don't like doing it, but hunting in the rain. I like hunting yeah. right after the rain, you know, like right sit in the, the truck rain. until it stops and then hurry up and run in there real quick. Yep. I killed a <laughs> nine point this year. It's the only buck I killed. I killed him right after the rain in the morning. But, but being in the right place at the right time there and, you know, they're not showing up to the feeders, into the cameras, at a, you know, who knows where they go. Yeah, running around like crazy, like seventeen-year-old like boys. <laughs> trying to run, yeah, trying to run out in front of a car. <laughs> yeah, that that does happen a lot around here. Uh, you know, there for a few years, they it really affected our season. Like the insurance companies getting involved with wanting to basically give everybody and anybody tags with, you know, basically shoot as many deer as you want. Which I think with them doing that, it actually affected our, our deer population. Like it's not as high as it once was. We still have a pretty healthy herd, but, um, there for a few years, man, we could kill. If you went, cause our, in Indiana, it's all, uh, county quotas on what you can, what you can legally take on does. And if you went to all the different counties, you could shoot like 196 deer or something. Oh man. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I like if somebody was hungry enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah whoever wants to skin that many deer <laughs> right uh so late season uh post rut um you just getting back on those feeders yeah you get back on the feeders um i do a lot but like i said we do a lot of hog hunting squirrel hunting then too but i've still uh do some deer hunting yeah get back on the feeders i mean you know they outlawed or, or stopped arkansas from feeding one year i think it was starting it was either February 1st or January 1st. I don't know. Um, it was either a month or two at the end of the season. And I don't know what they were trying to do or whatever. But, I mean, you can turn a feeder on. And it they'll come to those feeders. But, you know, after they've been shot at all year, you know, a lot of those deer are coming in at night. So, oh, yeah. But... Um, we still, I mean, I bow hunted quite a bit. But, you know, on the weekends, we'd go hog hunting, squirrel hunting, coon hunting at night. Sometimes I'd deer hunt during the day, in the morning, hog hunting in the afternoon coon hunt at night my wife she, she'd get pretty mad at me i'd be gone like all day for two, or, you know maybe two days you know <laughs> that's how my wife is too she's almost accepted the fact that see our deer season here in indiana comes in october 1st she knows okay. october 1st i disappear until december like it's like hey you all want to go out to uh lunch on saturday with us she's like nah brett's gonna be deer hunting so i don't know maybe i'll go with you <laughs> yeah i've been hey i've been married 22 years it took my wife a while we had kind of the same thing she wanted to take family pictures oh, yeah. and she goes hey this lady stays booked up months out ahead for some I've reason heard. she's got a sat a sunday open and i said well, what day is that and she said the day you know it's like second week in november something like that the first sunday of that second week i don't know it was opening week in deer season oh, oh wow yeah the opening weekend of deer season and i'm like well you know why no one's going to get the picture taken today huh i said yeah it's opening weekend of deer season and we're out there at noon two o'clock I, I, I killed a deer that day though that's awesome so we come back I shot it out of my pasture. We got back. There was still 30 minutes of legal shooting light. It was an eight point I'd been hunting and, uh, got back here. He showed up, walked right across the pasture. I mean, I was hunting him in the backyard, but, uh, yeah, I ended up killing an eight point right after those family pictures. So I guess I can't complain too much. Well, you got to pick your battles too. Like I know that there was a couple times last year. Um, I think it was mid October. Wasn't really late October yet. Maybe like the, the 18th or the 19th or something like that but her friend had this big birthday party uh top golf everybody going to have drinks at the party bus and stuff and i thought you know i still got a lot of hunting left i'll go with her make her happy for now we'll see how this turns out you know gotta make uh gotta wake, make the wife happy and my buddy's texting me the whole time i got this giant he's a 50 yards on his way in and I, I'm, I'm supposed to be there filming him i'm like oh my god you know <laughs> i'm like i wasted this one day to go out and have a little bit of fun i could be sitting there watching this giant coming <laughs> yeah oh yeah but i mean you know i I get to hunt during the week quite a bit and uh but yeah i mean there's times you're sitting there you come home you're like man she's got to be getting tired of this she's got to <laughs> she'll let me know about it every now and then but she's pretty good though i mean we do a lot of running and gunning during uh, baseball season you know uh, we spend a lot of time together but that october november 
Yeah, out in the woods most of the time. Oh, and then January, cool. February, we were hog hunting with her dad, running dogs, and we get to spend a lot of time together then, you know, with the boys and friends and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've been asking everybody that I've had on this question, um, did you see how it is across the country? But let, I want to hear like some Arkansas traditions when it comes to deer hunting. Like you go to this diner for breakfast on opening morning or something like that. Do, do you and your family have any kind of uh, uh, traditions when it comes to deer season? We got a buddy of mine. He's got a kind of a man cave shop like this. We have a big blowout uh, that Friday night. Uh, everybody gets up and goes hunting the next morning. I mean, I know that there's a lot of traditions all over. I mean, we get together, do just about like everybody else, you know, yeah. get together and eat. Uh, not, I mean, not, we don't really have, you know, any, I know that there's big camps that the big cookouts have a big hog roast or whatever, but, uh, yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah. We always had like a tradition. We went to a, a truck stop diner uh, opening day shotgun we would all go have breakfast that was always our our opening weekend thing and it always fell somewhere in like the uh towards the end of like a college football season so we would go hunting uh you know until about noon or so come home watch uh watch some college football for a little bit oh, you yeah. know take a quick snooze and then hit back in the woods before you know give us several hours in the afternoon that's my i'm telling you everybody's like what's your favorite time of year I wouldn't say the beginning of bow season. It's that first couple cool snaps. Yeah. College football. And we do a pick them every week. My brother and my dad and a bunch of us. Things grown so big now. But, you know, you pick 10 games for the week. You're out there hunting. It's in the evening. It's kind of cool. Mosquitoes aren't out. Watching all the games on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, I I do a couple of the spots I hunt. You don't get any service. So, if there's a good game on, it may, may depend on where I go hunting where i go hunting at but. <laughs> right it, it's always like my favorite time of year that's my favorite time of the year too uh you know watching um you know a big 10 football game on on saturday at, at one o'clock or something or noon who's the big 10 now big 10 iu purdue i'm, I'm uh, kidding i'm sec i'm just joking oh I'll, i thought oh messing with me but hanging out on the couch or usually in the garage i got a little man cave set up in the garage yeah. watch football but opening that window in the in the living room letting that air blow through there and, you're, and you've been up since four o'clock and you're just like boom right. that's the best nap there is right there right right <laughs> Uh, I want to hear some uh, some more about these pigs, though. I'm interested now that you're saying you want to swap a hunt. Let's hear about how you guys I, are chasing I, these pigs down there. I swapped there. a hunt with a guy I met in Pine Bluff the other day. We were shooting a little local bow, uh, the Pine Bluff Archery uh, Bow Club over there. And he was, we were going through, you know, looking at phones and everything and pigs, and he wanted to kill a pig. I said, all right, come on. You can come down here. I just bought this 40 acres the other day. It's got some pretty big pigs on it. Same place I shot that one on my bow got kicked off of TikTok the other day, or at least that <laughs> post got kicked off. Um, he's like, all right, well, you can come up here. We've got some decent deer. You know, it's not anything like, you know, Boone and Crockett, but, you know, 120, 130-inch deer, whatever. And I said, all right, we'll swap one out. Um, no, I mean, you kill them during deer season. Uh, my favorite thing to do, they're kind of a nuisance down here. I mean, they really are. I mean, there's a couple years ago I realized there's not enough people in the woods throughout the year to ever take the population down. I mean, these things are hitting the ground, little vacuum cleaners. I don't know, maybe three, four, five, six months. They're, you know, they're bred and having more and they're, you know, there's 10 or 10 or 20 a litter. Wow. But, um, you know, well, my favorite thing to do is, you know, go with my father-in-law. We got dogs, you've got bay dogs. They put tracking collars on them. And you ride around, you'll have one cur dog, a Kimmer cur that'll win, and you'll throw some dogs out. They'll bay it, run it, and then you go in there with the pit bull. Uh, you know, you throw the pit bull on it. Some people shoot them. Uh, a lot of people got rid of their pit bulls in Arkansas a few years ago whenever the game and fish made it illegal to transport hogs. You know, you can't carry, you know, you can't pick up, catch a live hog and take it somewhere else. I mean, you, if it's in your possession, you got to kill it. I mean, they've, all, they've got it where you can kill them, leave them there. Um, you know, they almost have it to where if you don't kill one, you're going to give you a ticket, but <laughs> oh, pretty shit. bad. But no, I mean, I'll sit at the house a lot of times and the land that I hunt is just literally five minutes down the road. And, 
I'll have the cell phone camera out, 50 pounds of corn out. Um, I'm 300 blackout with my suppressor on it and pig show up. If it's the boar I've been watching or a big female south has got a bunch of piglets. Uh, I'll sit here in the man cave, phone goes off. I'll give them about 10 minutes, whatever. Let them get good and settled in, slip up. You know, if the wind's right, slip up and shoot one at night. That's pretty fun too. That is, I bet that is pretty fun. Yeah. Cause like what you're talking about with the, with the infrared and, and all that stuff, a lot of people get into that around here with the, with the coyotes. So I, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the, you know, yep. the night, the night stuff, but, uh, I, I've never really been much into, into predator hunting, and I've never got to go hog hunting, so it would definitely be something that I'd be all in. Let's shoot one during the day and the night. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So we covered uh, the pigs. Is there anything else you're chasing out there? You got the, you got some turkeys down there too. Yeah, I've got a one-wing turkey running around. <laughs> um, I'm not a professional turkey hunter. i got a buddy that's got every call in the world, and my other neighbor over here can call you know, in the turkey calling competition, uh, turkeys in South Arkansas are, I'm not saying they're rare, but I mean, you've got to, you got to put your time in. You got to be pretty good. You got to have birds to kill birds. So you got to have the right. land. And, um, you know, I haven't killed a lot of turkeys. I said I was going to try to go bow only this year. So my buddies were looking at me like, man, you're crazy. You <laughs> bow after turkey hunt. And I said, well, I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm, I'll tell you about the turkey, you know, that I got on this year. Found this turkey. There was two of them. Been in the area for a couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, I was sitting in the rain one day in my truck, and one of them just walked. I mean, right behind the back of my truck, about 15 yards. I just videoed him out the window, you know, <laughs> and said, "I." It was like it was like the day that day I videoed him, was like the day before season even opened, you know. Okay. But anyway, I get set up. I'm in this little thicket. There's this little grass area out there, and I just I get my decoy set up. I've got my decoy facing towards me. I've never turkey hunted you know, with the bow and, uh, reading all this stuff online, YouTube's like, all right, set your decoy facing towards you. That way, when he goes and blows up into full strut, you know, his fan will be between you and his head. Did that. I don't know, about 15 minutes after bail out, I hear him gobble one time. I just yelped a little bit. And then probably 15 minutes later, 50 yards away, he hammers. Like, all right, he's got to see my decoy out in this lane. And I've seen his, Whitehead coming through exact Brett, just like he was supposed to come <laughs> right in, in there. I'm 18 and a half yards. I'm set up. He comes in, sniffs around on my decoy. You know, he's spitting, drumming, doing his thing, whatever turkeys do, and walks around the decoy, bows up, tail, you know, goes up. I draw my bow back. I was going to shoot him right through the ass, just like, you know, you're supposed to shoot him right through the ass, break their spine, go through all the vitals, right? Draw back. He goes down, walks around. Then he's about, he's broadside right there. You know, I'm looking at his right side, looking right at the decoy. And I shoot, and I guess I shot, you know, there's that crease between, you know, right above the wing. Right. You shoot him there in the front, you know, below the waddle and above the beard. You know, I had to side shot there and i shot and this turkey just cartwheeled you know i'm like man i'm thinking i've got this turkey killed i mean he did everything he was supposed to do i shoot cartwheel this thing and it looked like a dinosaur just waddling off away from me into the woods i said you've got to be kidding me so i wait my buddies are like man wait like an hour hour and a half you know just like you're gonna blood trail a deer i'm like all right i'll wait you know i'm not a professional turkey hunter i wait. Well, I knew there were some feathers over by my decoy. So I wait about an hour, hour and a half, and I get up and I go over there, and like, like half the wing, three quarters of the wing is laying right next to my decoy. That's crazy. So I, and I go and I look for this turkey, nothing, nothing. I come back, and I mean, that was it. I mean, I'm sure the coyotes got him. I don't know, but I, I think what happened was I shot just a little low. I come back and I was shooting my broadheads. I was shooting just a, I mean, just a little bit low. But you know that kills on my turkey's not very big. And I think what happened is I hit it with that Chinese rage. So we're switching broadheads. I'm not one. I don't switch all the time, but we're switching this year. So <laughs> um, it hit that wing bone. I mean, it just centered that wing bone. And when he somersaulted away from me, I think that arrow went through his breast. You know, if he would, right. I think it just deflected the arrow down. 
if it would have went the other way, I probably would have got him. But it's you know. it's a uh, bow hunting turkeys is tough. I did it last year in Missouri. Uh, it, it's tough, man, just to get them into that range. And a lot of a lot of people that aren't used to that, if you're not shooting, you know, out of your blind and you know practicing that sort of setup, you know, they could almost shoot over top of it every time just because they're not used to something so close to them. You know what I mean? Like right, if you'd have right. shot that bird when he was strutting right in front of you, it had a hard telling where you'd hit it just because he was so close. <laughs> I wasn't even in a blind. I was just so oh, you're just on the ground. That's all. That's even better. In the ground, kind of tucked away. But I said, you know, if I do this, he's gonna have to be in full strut, looking away from me. There's no other way to get drawn back. And I'm telling you, it just, just like it was supposed to happen. And I was so disappointed. I mean, you know, to kill a turkey with a bow, and all I got was a wing. I've actually dried. I flared the wing out, pinned it up. I got it dried. And I'm gonna put it on a board, and I'm gonna take that piece of shit broadhead. Hot <laughs> blew it right there on that board, and uh, a little daily reminder. Be my trophy. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you you told me, um, and you touched on it there a little bit ago about something that you were you were trying to do. You're trying to put the gun down and strictly bow hunt. Um, how's this How's this going to yeah. pan out for you, and how are you going to get it done? Well, I mean, you know, I think for one, you got to love being in the woods. You know, I think you know, all these different stages of, uh, of hunting where, you know, you get the beginner and you're learning. And then the next thing you do is you want to go out and kill everything. And next thing you know, you're trophy hunting. And then kind of where I'm at now, you're, you're picking one out, making it personal. And I think when you get between there and just wanting to be in the woods, you know, um, there's, it's been said a lot of different ways. But, you know, the man that loves the pursuit is more rewarded than the person that hunts the trophy. So, I mean, I think you, if you'd like to be in the woods, whether you see something, you know, that morning or you don't, obviously the opportunities, you know, you're, you're, you're out there longer, uh, for that opportunity, but and that's kind of where I'm at. If I go to the woods and I don't see anything, it's great. I just like being out there, uh, working all day, you know, just clearing your mind. But so I did that this year. I really enjoyed it. If I didn't see a deer, it wasn't any big deal. Kind of a, therapy whatever you want to call it just kind of decompressing out in the woods so i enjoyed it so much i said you know i've killed quite a few deer with a gun um i want to try to go bow only this year i bought a new matthews i've always had a bow but bought that new matthews v3 shoot it every day um so we'll see you know is it is it more like a more rewarding thing to shoot something with your bow or is it just purely a passion thing both no i mean i ended up shooting three deer with that bow after i got it i shot three does with it um i don't know just being out there i mean i mean there's a lot of deer in south arkansas so if you want to go shoot a deer with a gun may not be the one you want to shoot there's a lot of deer um i don't know just enjoying the time out there you know if i sit out there with a gun deer comes out and i shoot it's over with you know right but that's what i'm going to try to do this year is uh my turkey hunt with my bow. I'll probably still take the gun, you know, at night, obviously, with the infrared and all that for pigs. But, yeah, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Time will well, Good luck to you for sure. But uh, I appreciate you coming on uh, and talking to me. And uh, it's kind of cool how we met. I've been meeting a lot of people on the TikTok. I kind of put a little post on there. Hey, if you're interested in, uh, you know, doing a show, uh, you know, kind of hit me up or whatever. And that's kind of how we threw this whole whole thing together. And it's just fun to talk to people uh, from all over the country on how they do things. And like you said, traditions that, that people are doing, they're pretty similar, really, when I talk to everybody, you know. Some people that are deer hunting in uh, Michigan may have a, a pretty similar tradition to somebody hunting in South Arkansas. Like, it's just cool to talk to people and, we got uh, plenty of truck stops, so I'm sure we can come up with the tradition <laughs> around here for that. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell everybody where they can uh, find you at on the old social media. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, TikTok, I just made it. I've only been on there a couple months, really. Um, it's Josh. I think it's Josh.Clover and, you know, on TikTok and then Josh.Clover on Instagram. And then my, I've got my Facebook kind of set up private, but same thing. Yeah. That's cool. I'm buddy. not really pushing anything. I just country boy from Arkansas, like you said, we was on TikTok looking around and you threw it out there. I said, Well heck, never done a podcast. We'll give it a shot. 
Yeah, that's 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 what I like. I like having the the regular blue collar worker just like me that's on it. here chasing chasing whitetails. That's what everybody yeah, rednecks with an internet connection. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I appreciate everybody that's uh, listening um, on the audio side, and if you're watching on the YouTube, I appreciate your your support. But uh, you can check out Blue River Bow Hunting on facebook uh twitter instagram go wild you can find me on linkedin if you want to connect with me on there but uh everybody have a a good uh evening and uh we'll catch you next week all right brett well i appreciate it uh yeah